Blog Talk Radio. Well, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We climax it with this on a Saturday morning, live from Seattle, Washington. It's the Standing Above the Crowd podcast. It's from a good friend, a brother, a mentor, James Donaldson. Here's truly Mark Mancini running the board. 347-205-9631. You can catch the archive version because it goes by quick on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mancini Sports. Podcast platforms, wherever you subscribe to, powered now by Mancini Media. So without further ado, as I lay the red carpet down, put the podium in its place, hand off the mic, more of him, less than me. James, first of all, how are you? Second of all, how can people get a hold of you? Third of all, another great guest you're bringing through here today. Hey, hey all right. Well, thanks so much, Mark. Uh, it's great, great Saturday morning here uh, in Seattle. It's a little overcast. We had kind of a cold snap come through this week and uh, laid a little bit of snow down up in the mountains and put the cold weather out in the Seattle area. But, you know, we'll come out of that next week, and it'll be springtime, so it'll be wonderful again. Uh, I'm James Donaldson, your host of Standing Above the Crowd podcast. Uh, It's all about sports, life, and a whole bunch more. Uh, And so you can reach me, our listening audience, at James D at standingabovethecrowd.com. Uh, it's also the title of my first book I put out about 10 years ago. It's a motivational, inspirational genre book, uh, putting together a winning game plan for your life and everything else that you need to do. So you can find that at um, uh, standingabovethecrowd.com as well. But, yeah, send me an email anytime, and I get right back to you. This is my personal, one of my personal emails. And I'll be happy to uh, respond, uh, ask questions about the show, make comments, uh, good, bad, whatever, and uh, maybe make some suggestions of upcoming guests you'd like to hear on our show. We get together once a week, every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Same time, same channel, same station, same phone number call in. So we're just really, really glad to have you. So I'm doing just great. And we're going to kick it off today with another really great guest. Um, so far, we've had folks who have been directly involved with sports, uh, athletes, coaches, general managers, uh, those kind of folks. And that's all great. Uh, today, we have someone who, well, if you look at him, he looks very athletic. I'm sure back in his day, he was uh, <laughs> athletic somewhat. He'll, he'll talk about that a little bit. But this is actually a political legislator, uh, Senator John Lovick from the state of Washington. I've known John for probably going on 20 years now as he's up in the Mill Creek area, which is just north of Seattle, about 30 minutes. And I had a long-running business based out of Mill Creek for about 30 years. So I knew John way back when. And uh, a couple of our good friends, uh, I think one is calling in today, uh, mutual friend Chuck Wright who's a columnist for one of the local newspapers there in Mill Creek. So anyway, without any further ado, uh, the reason we're bringing John Lovick on today is because he was the person, the legislator, who is responsible for writing and putting together the bill that passed to make pickleball our official state sport of the state of Washington. And that's why we have them on today. We want to talk about pickleball. What is the big rave and the big craze about pickleball? 
Uh, I'm watching some YouTube videos right now, and it looks like uh, kind of a variety variation of the game of tennis, maybe especially doubles. But, uh, John, why don't you take it away from here? Uh, introduce yourself a little bit. I know you've been in the state uh, legislature for quite a few years, and also you were a uh, law enforcement officer for many years, too. Give folks a little glimpse of that background before we jump into uh, the world of pickleball. Thank you so much, John, for coming on board. James, it's great to be here. You are a tough act to follow. Uh, I'm Senator John Lovick. And just a brief background, James, I served uh, in the Coast Guard. Uh, I was a state trooper for 31 years. I was on the Mill Creek City Council. I was the county sheriff. I've been in the legislature for 15 years, and I've been in the, in the state senate for just about uh, a little over five months. And I've sponsored a lot of legislation, James, uh, some that was serious stuff, but I will tell you I've never sponsored a bill in my life uh, that, that has had the energy that pickleball has. Uh, just a, a brief background, I was walking with my good friend Chuck Wright. He's one of my dearest friends in this world. And we were walking one day, I think it was late June, and he said, John, we should make pickleball the state sport. And I laughed a little bit, thinking, ha, 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 you know, I'm going to sponsor a bill to make pickleball the state sport with basketball and with, the, uh, with Gonzaga and, of course, the, the uh, Sonics won a championship, the Seahawks. I did, and I've never had anything take off like that. It's just, it just has more energy. Wow. I, played a couple, I played a couple of games myself, and if you haven't played, once you play, you, you just want to be there on the court. And, and I'll just say this, and then I'll uh, get back to uh, let you ask questions or whatever you want to do. It's one of those games where, you know, we're all competitive. And I heard Brian Williams say something once. He said, the older you get, the better of an athlete you were when you were younger. And you know how that yes. is. I, I, could tell, I could always tell people what a great athlete I was now that I'm getting older. But it's one of those games, pickleball is one of those games that you really want to win, but you don't care if you lose. If you lose, you know you're going to keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. And it's just a fun game, energizing. Uh, I've never – participated in anything that's just brought so much energy and i've enjoyed playing so much so that's wow that's history there that's a wonderful intro and thank you so much for that and as i said in the intro uh you look like you're very athletic and you know we're kind of in the same age group uh and did were you an athlete back in the day high school college or what have you so, you know, at, at, at my age, uh, the answer is yes. You, you say yes, you were a good athlete. I, but, you know, the fact of the matter is I was lousy. My, my high school team, uh, uh, we had a, great, a good high school team, but my senior year we won zero basketball games. But we learned a lot, you know. And so it was okay. We, we, it was just one of those years where the year before we had a great team, and that year uh, we, we, had the, we, we were all subs. So I, the, the bottom line is you always say you were a good athlete. <laughs> the bottom line is I wasn't. <laughs> you like, like, but, but, I, but I, will, I will say this, James. I, am, I consider myself a very, very good pickleball player <laughs> because I wow, lose good. most of the time. I lose most of the time, but I have a lot of fun. Wow, wow. And, and as we know about sports, it's such a great character builder. And I'm sure is. pickleball is. is no exception. Yeah, yeah. Right. You learn to win, you learn to lose, you learn to get along. It brings people together. It's got all those wonderful attributes that sports does. So, well, let's jump into uh, the world of pickleball. Uh, it looks like this was officially 
announced on March 29th, 2022, just a couple of few weeks ago. Is that correct? I think it was March 28th. But, uh, and, and can I share a quick story with you about that? So we, we the governor uh, drove to Bainbridge Island to sign the bill. And when he drove up, there were a lot of people there, three news trucks, reporters with cameras out. And I walked over to greet the governor, which I always do. I've known him for 20 years. I've known you for well over 20 years. And uh, I walked over, and the governor looked at me, and he said, John, how do you do it? And I said, what do you mean, governor? He said, uh, Friday, just three weeks or three days earlier, he said, I signed a $17 billion transportation package. He said, we got a handful of people to show up in Muscatio for the signing of the bill. And he said, this place is packed here to watch this bill being signed. We have three news trucks there with their booms up and news crews were there to watch pickleball mm-hmm. being signed. And I said, Governor, that's just the way it is. I, I think what happened, uh, uh, James, is I think we, we've been inside for so long and we all know we need some sunshine in our lives. And, and I always mm-hmm. say this. I always say that during a pandemic, we can live in a cave or a cocoon. And I think if mm-hmm. we choose to live in a cave, we're going to be stuck there. If we live in a cocoon, things that are in a cocoon, like butterflies, they come out vibrant, energized, and ready to go. So I think the, the public has uh, decided that it's, if we have to live this way, let's make it a cocoon. Let's come out energized, talking with each other, getting along, and having a good time. And that's what pickleball does. Great. Yeah, so the timing could not have been better. Uh, so yep. give us a little history. Uh, when did it start up? It started, I take it, in the state of Washington. Why was yep. the signing done on Bainbridge Island, which is a, a beautiful island just outside of Seattle across the Sound? Yep. Uh, a couple of those answers. What do you think? Yeah, good question. Uh, Joe Pritchard was was uh, uh, he ended up being a congressman and lieutenant governor. Apparently, from what I understand, is they were playing. Uh, his kids were bored, and they got together with two other friends, and they were bored, and they decided to do something to keep the kids outside. And so they kind of did a combination of of tennis, uh, uh, a paddle ball, and uh, a table tennis, and they put together came up with this game of pickleball. This was in 1965, uh, and that's that's where it was invented. Matter of fact. Uh, where we signed, where the governor signed the bill was the original court that the first game of pickleball was played on on Bainbridge Island, and so that's kind of a little bit of the brief history behind it. Uh, but I will tell we had family members there. The guy who who runs pickleball, the, the the entire association flew in from Florida. We had people from all over the place, and it's just it's just an energizing. And I've spent more money on pickleball equipment James, than I have on probably any other equipment since uh, since I've been, quote, unquote, an athlete. That's great. That's great. Now, I, I've got a YouTube video running in the background watching the pickleball uh, tournament right now. Uh, it looks very much like doubles tennis. Um, tell us some of the similarities and some of the differences between pickleball and tennis. Well, to start with, the, the, the ball, you, you, you have to serve. You can't serve overhand, where in tennis you serve overhand and really bring the ball down hard. You have to drop the ball and just serve underhand to get it over the net. It has to hit twice, and there's an area called the kitchen. You know, in, in, in life, they always tell you, stay out of the kitchen. You have to out of that mm-hmm. little four-foot area called the kitchen, and it's just a smaller court. You can get more courts in, and the ball has to hit twice. Uh, and then you can't, if you're standing in that, quote, kitchen area, you can't walk up and just slam it back down like you can in tennis. And I think the best part about it, it is, is that it is all about finesse. You know, uh, uh, I play uh, against some ladies here, 
And I'm here to tell you, I'm, I, I like to say I'm fairly athletic, and these ladies are athletic, but it's about the finesse, knowing where your, per, uh, where, your, where your opponent is not going to be, or like they used to say, hit it where they ain't, things like that. But it's all about just uh-huh. finesse. Uh, you, you could have uh, an 80-year-old beating 20- and 21-year-olds. It's, it's just an equal opportunity game that, that we get to play. Okay. You know, and I used to play a lot of tennis back in the day, uh, and I had an advantage being so tall and long yep, and rangy. Exactly. But I don't have that advantage in pickleball, it doesn't look like. No, you would not. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, uh, advantage not uh, of being tall and as you are. And I know you're seven feet four, and I've been around you many times. I look up every time I see you. I think it gives you no advantage uh, at all because a person will just simply hit the ball where you're not and hit the ball behind you, or make you have to go in different directions. They talk as I'm learning the game, and I only started playing in July, so I'm not an expert. As I'm learning the game, you know, uh, you don't want to be moving backwards when you, when you hit the ball. You want to be moving forward. And those are the things that I'm learning. And I play it all the time. But I, I, I will say the best part about it, James, and, and you probably can hear the excitement in my voice, is that yeah. it, 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 you, you just love playing, and, and it makes you smile when you lose. I've, I've never participated in anything, whether it's just a fun game of poker uh, basketball against my brothers. This is a game that you smile when you lose because you know you're going to drop that ball and hit it again. And somebody uh, won. You don't really lose. You just get to play again. And that, that's the exciting part about the game for me. That's me, yeah. I've been reading some of the Facebook threads this week in preparation for this show and pickleball players. And they talk about the excitement, the happiness, the joy of just being out there competing, but not overly competitive, just having fun and just playing a wonderful game like this. Yeah. Mm. You know, James, let let me just share this with you. So, you know, I'm kind of a pretty hyper guy, and I take my pulse all the time. I have a machine that takes it, so it's very, very accurate. Since I've been playing and I started in July, my pulse, literally, my resting pulse is right around 64. And I will get worked up. I'll come home and I, I can walk better. I'm more energized. I, I just can't tell you the things. And again, it's not about winning. It, it's just about playing and having a good time. Uh, people are talking about tournaments all over the place. I'm here in Snohomish right now. And I walked over to the senior center two weeks ago. And a lady walked up and she said, uh, we're going to have a tournament. And she gave me the date. I was at a meeting uh, the other day in Mill Creek. And you know Mill Creek well. Uh, yeah. Night Out Against Crime, they're going to have a tournament in Mill Creek. They're just people engaged and doing this. And I went to – you go down to Green Lake. Green Lake is a little lake right in the middle of, of uh, Seattle, Washington. I went down yeah. there two weeks ago. You can't even get near them. There's, I think, six courts down there. You can't get near them. I mean, everybody's standing there with their paddles ready to go. And you wouldn't have seen that, uh, you know, you, uh, it, and everybody's playing. So that, that's the exciting part about it. Yes, the, the, the dimensions of the court look a little bit smaller than tennis courts. Yep. Uh, can you just can you play pickleball in a tennis court, or does it need to be a pickleball court? Uh, you, you can, the, the, the dimensions are small, and what they're doing is, give an example, there are three tennis courts in the city of Mill Creek. They're going to convert those into pickleball courts. You can actually, the, the width of a tennis 
court would accommodate the length of a pickleball court. So we're converting them. We're going to take the courts in Mill Creek and make, you know, you can still keep the stripes there. A lot of schools, and I've talked to the schools, and they're just going to go in and just lay the lines out. I'm not sure. I think it's 40 feet uh, the, the, from the net back. I think it's 40 feet. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm sure my good friend Kate Van Gent, who's, who's our pickleball queen here, uh, it's, yeah. it's much, much smaller, but uh, you, can, you, you can accommodate, you can actually build two pickleball courts on one, pit, on, on one tennis court. We're doing the same thing with oh. basketball courts. We have a YMCA in uh, Mill Creek, and they've just restriped it. The, the lines for the basketball court are still there, but they've just restriped it so that when people need to play pickleball, they can play. And, and James, I have to tell you one more thing. Uh, you know, when, when the golfers, and I love golf, you'll see them pack all of their golf gear and put it on a, in the belly of an airplane when they go golfing. I didn't sure. do it this last time, but I could put my two paddles, I could put my two paddles right in the bottom of my bag, my carry-on bag, put the stuff, the balls in on the side, and I'm on the plane. You know? ah. <laughs> Take the stuff with you. And, and, and oh, I'll wow. just say this. I, I will just say this. I don't care where I go. Uh, I was sitting having coffee with a friend yesterday. A guy walked up talking pickleball. And I called my good mm. friend Chuck Wright this morning. I said, I'm going to try not to mention pickleball. <laughs> but in the meantime, I was mentioning pickleball <laughs> because that's all people <laughs> are talking about. Yep. Fun, fun, fun stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now, uh, facilities-wise, I mean, are there adequate number of pickleball courts already, or is this something you're embarking upon to get more courts going? Great question. We do not have enough courts. I have been going to our tribal partners, the Tulalip tribes. I'm going to be going up, meeting with other people. I'm doing everything I can to encourage them to, to build pickleball courts, to actually re, uh, just redraw the lines on courts. I'm going to the schools and a lot of the schools in my area. What I'm saying to them, if you draw the lines, uh, the, the city of Mill Creek, they're going to redraw lines. The Everett School District, which is the district, school district that I live in, uh, I'm telling them that if they redraw, the, put the lines on basketball courts, we will get people to donate pickleball equipment. Pay for it out of my pocket or we'll get people to make donations because I think it's going to help the health and the, just the overall health of our youngsters. Not everybody can play basketball. Not everybody can hit a baseball. But just about everybody who desires to do it can play pickleball, can participate. And, and it looks like it would be a not-too-expensive sport to get involved with, a couple of paddles and a ball. Is that right? No, not at all. I, I went to a little store, Target. There's a Target here. I went in to get uh, two sets. I bought uh, two paddles and two balls, uh, 20 bucks. So I went back to get, I picked up two sets. I went back to get uh, another one, and the lady, uh, the clerk looked at me. She said, this must be a pretty popular game. I said, why do you say that? She said, pickleball equipment is just flying off the shelves here. I said, I'm glad to hear that. And uh, it, it's not expensive. You know, you could, at some point, if you want to, you might have to purchase a net because the net's a little bit lower than the tennis net. You have to purchase a temporary mm. net, but that's not stuff. That stuff is not very expensive. A person could be out there playing for, you know, less than 100 bucks. But then you'd have to eventually get more balls and things like that. But those are things that just come with the territory. You know, if you're playing baseball, you've got to have more baseballs to hit. But this is just that, – that, that wiffle ball is just a, not very expensive at all. Wow. You know, and, and as you know, with uh, the business I used to have years ago, physical therapy, I had locations yep. in the underserved neighborhoods of central Seattle yep. and the hilltop in Tacoma. 
this would be wonderful for some of those underserved communities to get more physically fit and active, which is what my mission was to have those clinics. Yeah. James, I, I, I really was, I was remiss in not uh, commending you for the great work that you did in the community. I know I, went to your clinic here uh, for some uh, medical uh, things that I need to do, but I really commend you for the great work that you did to try and engage the community. And I'm just kind of standing. I can't feel your shoes, but I can stand on your broad shoulders, and I'm going to try to do some of these same things in those underserved communities. My wife and I were down in the Central District uh, a few days ago, and we're looking. I'm going to reach out to the uh, facilities directors of a lot of these schools. We're going to do everything we can, and there are people out there looking to make donations uh, to organizations to build more pickleball courts, to purchase equipment. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I, I've already spo- I'm at the library here in Snohomish, and I'm going to commit to, to, to getting paddles and balls. So, like, can you come into the library to check out a book? If you don't yeah. have pickleball equipment, you can check out a pickleball equipment. You can check out two paddles or four paddles and huh? six balls and keep them for three or four or five days and bring them back just like you, you do when you check out a book. Go out and play, play with your friends. If you lose the ball, who cares? We want you out there playing. And uh, I'm going to go talk with the people in the library here. Just like you check out a book, you can come and check out a pickleball equipment if you, if you desire. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, are yep. you working with this, the city of Mill Creek and the county of Snohomish as far as getting funding for these kind of things as well and support? I'm, I'm working with the city of Mill Creek, Mill Creek quite a bit. Uh, I, the facilities director was on the phone. They're going to restripe uh, the three tennis courts in the area, and I'm working with the school district. I know the superintendent very, very well and, uh, and his facilities director to try and convince them. So it's just a process of just simply going out and talking with them, and most of them are saying, oh, yeah, I know all about pickleball. I play it all the time. So they're on board. You know how the weather is around here. You know it rains all the time. And they've already cleaned yeah. most of the courts, a lot of the courts, particularly in Mill Creek. They've, they've cleaned the courts. They're ready to be restriped. We're just waiting for you know, three days of dry weather. But let's say, uh, where do we get three days of dry weather in, 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 uh, in Seattle that's uh, or in, in the Spanish County? Ain't happening. <laughs> well, that's right. That's right. You know, the, the tournament I'm watching on YouTube right now, it's, play, it's being played outdoors. Can you play pickleball yep. indoors as well? That's you the beauty of it, Indoor, indoors and outdoors. That's why uh, we have a YMCA, the Mill Creek YMCA. They have a basketball court. It's a typical basketball court that you would have played on, but they've just added the stripe. They've striped off the, the one half facing the other direction. They've striped it for pickleball and pickleball on the other end, indoors and outdoors. And uh, like, like I said, it's, uh, if, if you really go and Google a lot of these things, you will find down in Florida pickleball courts to beat the band. Arizona, uh, all of the states are just building pickleball courts. Easy to maintain, mm-hmm. doesn't take as much room. People have them in their backyard. There's a lady here in Mill Creek that has one in her backyard. Uh, Chuck Wright and I and Kate Van Gent, uh, Madam Pickleball, I call her, uh, we, we go and play in this person's backyard. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit noisy. But I always say to people, would you rather the sound of a pickleball or something else blasting in your backyard? I say pickleball. I'll take pickleball any day. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I would too. I that, would too. that is great. You know, I, I get up to Mill Creek still every now and then. I, I don't know if you knew, I moved out of Seattle about six or eight months ago 
to Ellensburg in central Washington. So I'm an hour oh, and a half away, that. and uh, here we have Central Washington University, the high schools, the middle schools. I was at the middle school this week speaking with the kids. Uh, I'm going – your enthusiasm is contagious. I'm going, to, I'm going to really take a look at this and get some paddles myself and get out there and play. Um, you know, with the medical is, issues I've had the last four or five years, I can't play basketball anymore or run and jump like I used to, but it looks like I can do pickleball. James, you can do pickleball. I have bad knees too, and uh, like, like you, you can do it. I, I will say this though: uh, prepare to have fun and prepare to lose. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say too. There, there, there are two ladies here that I play with. There are two ladies here that I play with, and I remember my good friend. He's a, a county council member. We were getting ready to play them, and I had played with one against two of them before. And he's a young kid, thirty years old. And he walked over to me as we were warming up, and he said, uh, "He said." John, what are we going to do? Are we going to try to lose to these two ladies? And I looked at him and said, trust me, Jerry. I said, we are going to lose. Huh? And, uh, uh, I said, he, thought we, uh, he thought both of us being politicians, we would just kind of try to lose to be polite. I said, trust me, we, we're not going to try to lose. We're going to lose. It was the lady, uh, uh, two ladies that they're, they're like professionals. And people, it's a serious game, but it's the only game I've ever participated in. That you smile when you lose. You just smile because you know you're going to get to serve again. You're going to get to play again. You're going to get that energy that comes from it. You're going to feel good about it. And, James, I, I, I know how, how big you are and I know how your knees are. You're going to love this. Yeah, well, I, I had open heart surgery is what I'm worried about, so I can't do the yep. exertion like I used to. Yep. This and you don't looks want like to I can do Yep, you, you don't want it, it's a, it's, I find it to be a fair of, of lateral motion. You know, you kind of need to move left. You kind of get the the uh, use both hands and do all those things. But those are the fun things about it. Uh, and I, you know, yeah. I'm no, I, I haven't, I, I'm not any faster than I was. Like I said, uh, the older you get, the better of an athlete you were when you were younger. <laughs> so at least you think you were. <laughs> so, uh, but, but on this wow. one, you, you, we're gonna all do this. Hey, John, we got about four minutes left. Um, tell me, how, how do you score? How do you keep scoring pickleball? What's the scoring like? So, so great question again. The, only the person, the, the serving team is the only way you score. You just simply, you, you, you hit the ball over the net, underhand, and then it bounces there and it has to bounce back. And then if the person, if you keep it within the lanes and the person doesn't return it or whatever happens, doesn't come back across, that's one point. You have to win by two. The winning score is typically 11. But you can pick whatever winning score. You could say the winning score is going to stop at 7. But you have to win. The winning team has to win by 2, and you only win when you are serving. And it's kind of an odd way of, of announcing. Every time you serve, you have to tell your score, the other person's score, and the number of the person serving. Because you get to serve in different setups. It's easy to catch on to. I haven't mastered that yet. I'm just trying to learn to play right now. <laughs> so I've always, I'm always asking the partner and I'm playing with, you know, what number am I? But you only score when you serve. So that's, All right. that's why and I said, James. Go ahead. The points are point by point, or is it 30 love, you know, no, uh, whatever, no, no, like 10? None of that. No, it's, okay. it's one point. You get one point, you get two points, seven, zero, eight, zero. Typically when I'm playing, it's normally zero, nine, because uh, the people that I play against are, are much, much better than me. But you only get points, uh, you only get points when, you, when, when you are serving. And that's what makes it a lot of fun. 
because you can you can do a lot of uh, you can pull a lot of finesse on the other side and you can do those things, but it only gives you the advantage that that you can you will get to serve eventually. Right, and it's the first team to eleven, and you have to win by two, correct? Exactly. First first team to eleven, you have to win by two. Got it. Got it. Is there a pickleball association in the state of Washington for people to sign up to or be part of? Yes, uh, and and I don't know the name of, name of them, but I, I I know somebody will probably text it in. Uh, Northwest Pickleball. Uh, a lot of different organizations. A good friend of mine, uh, Senator Marco Lewis, and I were meeting yesterday, and he went to a meeting in Mukilteo. Uh, he said, "I'm just going to meet with some pickleball enthusiasts." The next text message I got from him was that. They just signed me up to join that club in Muckatillo. They're everywhere. They're everywhere, and I guarantee if you and I have this conversation probably two months from now, you're going to see club after club after club. Uh, just Google pickleball in your area, and you're going to find uh, an association, an organization where you can participate. Good. Well, hey, I am sold. This is amazing. I've been looking for other activities I can get involved with that aren't too overly strenuous to me. Uh I mean, I still move okay. I can, my knees are okay and back, but the old ticker, it gets tired quick, so I can't overexert. But I can do, it looks like I can do this kind of thing, and I encourage everybody out there to take a look at it, try it, practice it, and just have fun with it. It looks really, really good. Really good. Well, James, I'd love, good. To, I'd love to schedule an opportunity when I come over east of the mountains. Uh, I'll bring my paddles with me, and we'll find a a a, 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 a a court and just go out and play together. I'd love to do that one day when I get Great. over on this side. It is a date. <laughs> okay. Well, John, as we wrap up, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for bringing this wonderful uh, sport to our attention. I mean, uh, you know, we talk about our three or four major sports in America, football, baseball, basketball, soccer, perhaps ice hockey, perhaps, uh, but pickleball is on the rise, and this is going to be a great thing for more and more people to get involved with. I thank you so much for being our guest. This is James Donaldson, standing above the crowd, uh, signing off until next week. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks, John.